Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 489 of Film Bastards. Kiki has found an old toy and now wants me to do something with it. Bear with me, two ticks. Goodbye, toy. Um, I, uh, my name's Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster, hello, everybody. And Becky Foster, hello, everybody. Hello, hello, one and all, we hope you are well. Coming up on this week's show, we will be reviewing a film that we've been looking forward to for uh, the uh, last little while. Uh, let's see how it goes. It is the Nicolas Cage's Dracula uh, film Renfield. Um, and, you know, we'll talk to him what we've been up to, some trailers, maybe some news, some what we've, yeah, what we've been up to. I already said that. Uh, we are a pod syndicate podcast. Please listen to uh, like minded shows such as Chinstroker versus Punter. And uh, um, they're not called Entertainment Landfill anymore. I believe they're called Gaming Landfill. They've had a they've had a change of name uh, and uh, of other shows such as that. And uh, Patreon.com. We just recorded the first part of our new marathon where we are going through all of Scorsese's fictional narrative films, starting off with his debut. Who's that knocking at my door? Um, a film that starts off incredibly. Just propulsive <laughs> music and Catherine Scorsese <laughs> making food. It's something. Um, it just really made me want Stromboli. And you see it at the end as well, don't you? <laughs> Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's yeah, still yeah. making it. She's, she's still making it at the end. <laughs> Big old Stromboli. Right. That was quick admin. I feel like I've forgotten something, but I don't think I have. We're just I'm, efficient now. Yeah, yeah. I'm just <clears throat> yeah, I'm just being efficient. Um I'm very discombobulated, sorry. Right, okay. Let's talk about some Mouvenus. Um and what has been happening? What has been happening? Um uh the Twister sequel the uh director of Minari Lee Isaac Chung is directing, uh which is called Twisters, um, has been getting some cast going. Um, Glenn Powell and Daisy Edgar Jones and Anthony Ramos. Um Cool. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. It, it, it's a bit like Glenn Powell, my brain went. Of, of of course, new Bill Paxton. I'm all right with that. Um, <laughs> I, I'm all Quite right with I'm right. all right with 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 Glenn Powell kind of becoming. I can see that going. Mm. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Daisy Edgar Jones. Like, do you know what? I'm still waiting to see what other people see in her because she seems like a bit of a charisma void for me. But mm. let's go. Um, Anthony Ramos, who if it is the guy I think he is, my God, I wish he'd stop being in things. <laughs> the 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 guy who presented um at the Oscars pre-pandemic with everyone thinking that In the Heights was going to be the next cultural ph- phenomenon and yeah, he'll now next he'll next be seen in Transformers Rise of the Beasts yeah so his career is definitely going the way he thought it was going to a couple of years ago yeah play play a character that looks like he's about fifteen years older than he should be. I, yep, I genuinely don't, 
I'm, it's going to be fascinating to see what age they actually have him at in that film. Yeah. Because it feels like I it's really for eight-year-olds. Huh? really disliked in the hype. Like, in hindsight. I wa- I, yeah, I, I watched it for a second time. It's still not good. <laughs> I don't know why, but I find the trailer for that new Transformers movie quite compelling. I don't like Transformers movies as a role, and I've not seen Bumblebee, which I think is supposed to be, like, the best one, isn't it? Bumblebee's good. But I don't know. I... I, it, it, I... <laughs> I don't know, so much about the trailer for the new one really makes me want to watch it. I like the last Transformers because Mark Wahlberg punches a kid in the face. Anthony Hopkins is a robot butler called Cogsworth in that film. (coughs) He does, yeah. That's something. Look, the, The Rise of the Beast, the thing is, that film just looks like, oh, fuck it. Let's just throw every kind of transformer that we can at the screen it's one of them with a face which i find really freaky do you know the one i'm talking about the what yeah. like the, the the one that stands up and it's like almost like human sized and it's got like a white face and it smiles yes yeah, it's a bit freaky, yeah. i don't yeah i'm not sure about that noel's probably like screaming the name of it right now um yeah. i'm i i yeah i find that quite unnerving but it it, it does just feel like fuck it Let's just throw everything at this and make it a cartoon for children. Which, which, and I you know respect what? that. I'd be more yeah. on board with that mm. than anything else. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like, so um, Lottie and I went to the cinema yesterday. We saw that trailer in 3D, and I think we saw it in 4DX as well, if memory serves. And it was just like, do you know what? I think this will be a laugh in this kind of an environment. They started doing trailers in 4DX now. Yeah, that's quite fun. They did a couple, didn't they? But I'll talk about what I saw in 4DX later. Um, (coughs) So also Mario is making more money than God. Um, Lottie just shouted up, no, it's not. She's very annoyed that it broke the biggest animated worldwide debut over Frozen 2. She's, like, not happy about that. Um, but Mario is up to $353 million in the US, about $670 million worldwide. But let's not talk about Mario. Let's talk about the fact that the Pope's exorcist yep. Redfield in the US this weekend. <laughs> Let's talk about the fact that the Pope's Exorcist has actually made money, like a decent chunk of money. That film is on the way to getting a fucking sequel. Oh, I would love that. I would love to watch all of the movies that that fucking teases. All of them. Yeah. That just so, needs to be what Russell Crowe does now until the end of his career. The Pope's that, Exorcist. That will definitely, when it comes out, like, and it's available from home, that will definitely be going on our, like, regular rotation of, like, catholic shit that we watch right? <coughs> yeah i i think genuinely no no lie i think it's impressive that that film cost 18 million dollars yep it looks like it cost more than 18 million dollars yeah avery's done um, really good work with that yeah absolutely and i'm all for the the pope's exorcist universe we've got 199 sequels to go guys yep because Chris Crowe's asked about it. Yeah. Uh, 
would he make you know would he like to make more um and he's said there's only two films that i've ever made that i've really wanted a sequel for he said one of them might happen one of them definitely won't and yes i will make more pop sexist movies <laughs> Nice. I mean, it's got to be a good payday, though, isn't it? It's like you go, you go to Italy for research, charge it to uh, charge it to the, the the production company, eat some good food, drink some wine, and then shoot a film for a couple of months where you can really give it your all, but probably drink a shitload when you're <coughs> like during the evenings. I bet he has a great time. And oh I, yeah brilliant great I, we know yeah. we know crow likes having a good time we do and like I th- this just speaks to the wider point that films are doing pretty bloody well at the moment like it, it the box office is feeling good i mean i'm looking at the the u.s so john wick chapter four is up to 160 million in the u.s alone um air is uh 33 million it's not bad Dungeons and Dragons, 74 million. Scream 6, the first Scream film since Scream 2, I believe, to cross 100 million in the US. Um, you know, it's, um, I mean, shit, Bo is Afraid did 320,000 on four screens. That yeah, it, it, scared, really. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, you know, <clears throat> Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. You know, it's fade, it's fading out now, but it's been in, it's been around for 17 weeks and it's done 185 million. You know, Cocaine Bear's done 64 million. There's, That's bonkers, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like films are making money. Um, you know, I think it's interesting that Ant Man and the Wasp is 212 million. Like John, there is a chance John Wick overtakes that. Um, yeah, yeah, but. It, can, can, can I put out one, one, one amusing thing from the weekend? The kid from Bo is Afraid um, having to try and convince people that he's real. <laughs> Hang on. I, I, okay, I haven't seen that. That's not a de-aged Joaquin Phoenix. No, it's a real actor. It's a real kid. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> and, 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 like, he, he's been on, like, he's, he's, like, on his TikTok, like, promoting Bo is Afraid, and people have been commenting going... This is like some weird shit that they're getting like the the DA character to pretend he's a real actor. It's like I'm a real person. That's funny. <coughs> like I've been acting for years. I've been on all these things. I'm real. And people are going, this CG thing's mental. It's like I'm real. <laughs> he does proper look like a young Washington Phoenix. Though. Yeah, he does. Um, but yeah, I don't. I just. That fills my heart with joy that number two at the US box office this weekend is The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I just, I, I'd like, because I, the, the, we'll get to Renfield, but I kind of felt like there was a lot of marketing for Renfield. And yeah. Maybe, maybe not so much for The Pope's Exorcist, but yeah, Pope, uh, Pope's Exorcist did nearly a million and a half more than Renfield. Which you would never have thought. Nope. Nope. Absolutely. What's it up to internationally? Sorry, I've got to, I've got to look at it. 36 million. Yeah. It's done twice its budget. Yes. We won. We won. Yep. <laughs> we, we, we were championing that movie and it's a, it's a good movie. 
non-ironically like <coughs> it's entertaining there is some ham and cheese and prosciutto and all sorts in that film but nom 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 yep. he knows exactly what he's doing and good on him oh god yeah crow crow is both in on the joke but also going but be honest you liked it didn't you yep <laughs> exactly that right brilliant the box office is back no notes right trailers 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 there have been some there have been there have been indeed oh new trailer for the boogeyman literally just dropped in the last hour oh well we um, saw that in the cinema didn't we yeah the new i think it'll be the same one it's like an extended one and it actually it, it's significantly better than the last shit one. Oh, great yeah yeah it looks looks quite intriguing from this one which because I was a bit like, you know, on the <clears> one <throat> hand, I want Rob, Rob Savage to do well because host, host yeah. was fucking fantastic. But on the other hand, that other piece of shit he did was a piece of shit. Aye, so there's, there's that. So I was like, I really want his next one to be good. And I really want that to just be a blip. Yeah. I I, I, I feel like this one's going to be as well. Like yeah. Stephen King like wrote him a letter apparently like on seeing it and was just you know well done basically so i yeah it it and also like there was a piece in empire this month about it and he was talking about how much he likes jump scares and he wants to bring jump scares back and he's like yeah i'm up for that clever jump scares let's go so yeah, well, that's yeah. that's what I was going to say. Or like the other the other element of it for me is it's a Stephen King adaptation, and as a Stephen King obsessive, I don't like it when bad ones are made. So I really, really was rooting for this film to be good. <laughs> well, that's it. There was a little tranche of good ones mm. that then unfortunately got followed by a little trickle of bad. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, as well, I love seeing David Dasmalchian in things. <laughs> well, but basically, that's almost everything at the moment. <laughs> so yeah, keen. Okay. Um, so okay, talk to me. So trailer for latest Buzzy A24 horror premiered Sand Sundance. People like it. Kind of a bonkers premise. What I didn't see this one. What's the premise? Um, oh, I tell you what. Give 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 this a watch now. Let me. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, like apparently it's like very just full of dread and pretty like. Not not foreboding. What am I trying to say? Uh, or I I just like for oppressive, oppressive. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, foreboding yeah. is right. That's right for that, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, I like I don't know. I like that bit of the air. It's just like they like you. And, like, it's just like yeah. <laughs> probably, probably this looks like it's gonna be campy, but also like pretty scary. Yeah, why not? Um, yeah, good. Good. Okay. So I think that comes out over the summer. Um, Okie dokie. Um, I didn't see the new Peter Pan and Wendy trailer. Did you guys? It looks magnificent. Yeah, it looks good. Looks good. Yeah. Um, we get we get a, a, a lot more Jude Law in it, don't we? Mm. <clears throat> mm. Um, and he's not going for super camp, is he? In it. No, no. But he's but he's... He, he, he's also not going for. We're going too serious that kids won't get it. There's yeah. a bit of there's a smile in there, isn't there? Yeah, I think 
I'm struggling to think if there's an iteration of Peter Pan as an adaptation that I've seen that I've not liked. It does seem to be one of those for me where I'll just like yeah. it. It's the it, opposite. It's all right. Um, but it, it does look very good. Very good. Mm. Um, and obviously the uh, the tiger lily conundrum seems to have been handled significantly more sensitively. Well, was it Rooney Mara that played her in something? That yeah, seen. Pan. Yeah. Yeah, I've not seen Pam, but Rooney Mara plays Tiger Lily, who is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, yeah. So, yeah, okay. I think, um, is it Yara Shahidi that's playing Tinkerbell? Yeah. Looks like she's going to be a real sweet little Tinkerbell. You know, it's, it's the Peter Pan casting seems a bit odd to me. Um, but Wendy seems like it's been really well cast with um, Ever Anderson. So it's apparently it, 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 it. Lowry has said that the the funny thing about Peter Pan, if you read Peter Pan, is Peter Pan's not in it that much. No, it's Wendy's story. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she seems like she's got the Wendiness of it yeah, really yeah. well. Um, because she is headstrong and she is precocious, mm. and you know I, I think it's she's got that in it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm 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 really excited for that. Not for it as well. Yeah. Very good. Um, okay, so uh, the mother. Did anyone see the trailer for that? Yeah, it's. Uh, oh it, my god! Can I just point out that what? that one shot, of that ass. one shot, and it's like, hey, you remember J Lo's ass, guys? <laughs> yeah. Like the rest of it's all just like real bleak shit. And then I, I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling though that Jayla literally, because um, she's an executive producer and stuff on this, watched the trailer and went, I have one comment, guys, what? We need a shot of my ass. Yeah. Like a real long shot of my ass. Um, in this fucking ratchet outfit. Yeah, no. I want to be in a, like a real nice I want to be in a gown. I want to get some ruching involved. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. And it, it, it's, it, not even in the film. It's a really long, prolonged, <laughs> no need for it at all shot. Of Jayla's ass, but I'm always a little, I've said to you after it, Bex. Yeah, do, yeah, do you know what? I'll watch Jayla's turn to do that movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jayla's, yeah, yeah, right though. Um, it, it's, it, 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 it's that thing, it's like when you know, every few years you get a random actor turns up to do that movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, all right. So that's the mother's Netflix, some point. Mother's um, Day. Oh, is it really? US Mother's Day, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, cool. Um, all right, the mother, we'll talk about it, I'm sure. Fool's Paradise, Charlie Day directorial debut. I think this looks fucking mint. <laughs> it looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, it looks fun. It, it very much looks like um, he's spending his... Um, it's always sunny uh, cashier quite well Yeah. <laughs> on a vanity project, but he's got some good actors along with him and it looks quite throwaway and fun. Yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. Nice. Does look quirky. Obviously, got, got some really otter in there. Yeah. But we quite what we can, do we? Yeah, sadly. Um, okay, we got uh, the Marvels. Not watched it. <laughs> Fair play. <laughs> right. So my reaction. Uh, bear in mind, I I I I genuinely do not know now 
what is a TV show and what is a movie that is coming up mm, other true. than the fact that Guardians is a movie? If you'd have told me, if you'd have shown me back to back the Secret Invasion trailer and this trailer, what Secret Invasion? Nick Fury one. Okay. And said which one of these two is going to be the movie and which one is the TV show, I would have a hundred percent, with absolute certainty, said Secret Invasion's the fucking movie. The Marvels is the TV show, and Brie Larson literally just turns up in little bits of it. She's probably in like the first episode loads, and like maybe has like a few like voice bits, or she appears on video screen or something in the rest of the episodes. I would never have guessed that this is a fucking movie. Looks like shit. Yeah, it. This is the first one. That feels just very, very. You're not going to understand a good chunk of this if you haven't watched Miss like Miss Marvel, like the TV uh, show in question for this one. Yeah, and I haven't. Like, I have no idea who the fuck she is. Yeah, they're introducing two characters, and I'm going. Oh God, yeah, because Rambo's from fucking. I think she was in Wonder Vision. Yeah. yeah, good point. So I'm looking at going, going. Oh, we're bringing all the Mar- Miss Marvel together. I'm going. Wait. But who are those two people? Well, she's the daughter of the friend in Captain Marvel. Yeah, and she like she's in Wonder Vision, so you'll yeah. know who she is if you watched Wonder Vision. But uh, I didn't. Yeah, exactly. Like Miss Marvel, it's like her Miss Marvel, uh, her family who are, uh, play a large part in Miss Marvel are in this, and it there's gonna be it's gonna be fascinating because it feels like it's gonna be alienating. A lot of people um and I, I i almost like if i was another studio i'd be feeling a little bit like we probably could launch something the same weekend as this yeah hmm. but i'm no one gives a fuck about brie larson anymore nope <laughs> um you know we're what like four years yeah is it four years? Yeah, it is. It's four years hence from Captain Marvel, a film that nobody particularly liked. Nobody nobody says, hey, what's going on with Captain Marvel? I can't remember her name. Captain, yeah, Captain yeah. Marvel. What's going on with Captain Marvel? I don't know. It, it feels already like they're sidelining her from her own franchise. Mm. Um, it'll be interesting, and it's a shame as well. Like, I look near the Costa. I liked Candyman. Um, I was it near the Costa directing this? Yeah. Um, vaguely interested now, but also as well, I'm also not. You're gonna watch a full Disney Plus series. Two. No, 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 no. But I mean, and the 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 thing, and it's a shame because also, like, I like near the Costa. I want her to do well, and Miss Marvel, the the girl who plays her, is great and i'm I'm not going to say you need to watch miss marvel you don't um but she's really really good and i want to see that character in some films she's fun she's more fun than captain marvel is and i it's not fucking hard though is it no no it's 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 not but like i yeah i don't know they need some more youthful energy in these Marvel films. Because Spider-Man aside, who have you got? There's, I mean, yeah. like, who is the youngest 
MCU hero at the moment if it's not Spider-Man? Uh, I don't even know who there is anymore. No. Yeah, yeah, okay. Let's, I'm two okay. movies behind now, and I'm quite happy with my position. All right, so actually, I suppose fucking what's her name <clears throat> from Wakanda Forever, Letitia Wright. Yeah. But no fucker seems to like her very much. Uh, Paul Rudd's 50 and will never be a lead in a Marvel film again after how Quantumania did. Um, Simu Liu, I think, is in his 30s, and Lord knows what's happening with Shang-Chi. It's weird as well that we are two years hence from Shang-Chi and there's been no word on the sequel. The director's doing one of the Avengers films, but when's Shang-Chi coming back? There's there's, there's basically no word on, on, on any sequel of anything that happened after. <laughs> no, because, okay, yeah, because what, what, what is... So we got Guardians Volume 3 in a yeah. couple of weeks. We got the Marvels. And then, so then what... And, and that's it for this year. What, yeah, what is there next year then? Because no so Spider-Man's been announced. No, is Eternals happening? It, it's, I don't know, what, what is it? Eternals hasn't been announced. Eternals, Eternals isn't getting one, is it? Oh, Captain America. Captain America's next year. Yeah, there's a new Captain America where you have to have watched one of the TV series to get yeah, it. You'll, yeah, you'll need to have watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, what else? Blade. Which hasn't has it even started being made? Does it even have a director? Oh, uh, they just yeah, it does, and they just cast someone in it as well, and I can't I can't remember who. It was interesting. I swear it was interesting though. Like who? Can look that up. Yeah, just. I mean, we do have a question. I think about it later on. I think. Mia Goth. That was it. Yeah. Oh, that seems yeah. like. Yeah, seems very much like, uh, yeah, that was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> um, I'm reading a report here as well. Like the, the rewrite of Blade appears to have pushed Kit Harrington out, uh, which is, I don't know, that's quite funny. Um, <laughs> uh, after there was that bit where Mahershala Ali said something in voiceover at the end of Eternals. The thing is, in my brain there, that is literally Kit Harrington has just been waiting in a room, like that room at the end of whatever film it was that he was in there, and they've literally just like shoved him out with a <laughs> the script. It was funny. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I, yeah, I don't know. Let's see how Guardians goes. Like, I'm, I'm fascinated to see how that goes. Because if it reviews well and it does that, okay, this is an end to the trilogy and get your hankies at the ready or something like that, that could be really big. Mm. But it really might not be. The only one, Guardians is the one that I'm actually kind of... Well, like, do you care about any of the characters? Like the whole like get your hankies out thing. Do you fucking care about any of them? I'll be sad when fucking Rocket dies in that movie. Well, apparently... Apparently, oh, he's not a friend, doesn't he? In this one, yeah, unfortunately, it's played by what's her name? Who, but is it Marina? What's her name? The girl from Bodies, 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 and Mar- the second Borat movie, yeah, she's voicing the dog, God. yeah. It can fuck off for me. I, I well, I, I read somewhere that apparently Nebula and Chris Pratt have some romantic tension in it. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. 
Mm. Kind of Nebula's see... probably the only character I like at this point. I, I kind of want to see a blue, bold Karen Gillan get it on with Chris Pratt. That's an interesting visual I'd like to... In... <laughs> I don't know, but I feel like she's better than that. I mean, she is better than that, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's I'm a weird kind of king I've got. Hmm? I'm quite glad to see that. Uh, if you're basing herself by going with Chris Pratt. Basically, basically, you don't like this movie because you don't like Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a pretty big part no, no, of the no. film. Because I don't like, I don't like the, the character. I don't like Gamora. I don't like the fucking tree. Drax. He's so fucking overdone. The antenna lady, Mantis, yeah. over it. No. We'll be reviewing Guardians Volume 3 on the show in a few weeks' time. Yeah, <laughs> um, okay. And last trailer for the week, and what I think is going to be my birthday film, The Last Voyage of the De- Demeter. De- Demeter? Oh, I watched this one. Is it what's it like? Oh shit! All right, fair enough. Sorry, I wouldn't have saved it. Uh, so this is um, the film that's based on that one tra- chapter in Dracula, where oh, Dracula that one I have seen that actually. Yeah, yeah. I watched that on my phone actually. <laughs> yeah, um, I think this looks like decent enough pulpy horror fun. Yeah, I watched it and was like, yeah, go on then. It's kind of, yeah, I kind of want it to be a one-off and i got a feeling that Universal are going to be like, we've got to try and make some sort of a franchise out of this. It'd be good if it's revealed that Dracula is actually the Nick Cage Dracula. But, yeah, we'll I'm, I'm, I'm kind of up for that. It's a, it's a fun little story. Yeah, yeah, too right. Um, have we got anything else? Yeah. Did you, oh, yeah. at the cinema, did you see the trailer for Missing when you went to see Renfield? I've I've seen the trailer for Missing quite a lot, but oh, yes. Have we talked about it? No. No, I don't think I've, I've not, I, I, didn't, I that was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah, yeah, same. I, yeah, very much, very much here for Missing. Um, well, miss- loved searching, and it seems like it's a very similar format. What bloody face is that mean? Beyond a similar format, it's basically the same film. It's a different plot. Yeah, just the screen shit in it. I can't remember it. No, I'm really excited for that. I think we could review Missing next week. It comes out in cinemas on Friday. Okay, cool beans. It was, yeah, it was supposed to come out like late January, early February, but it got postponed because that, um, oh, that, that poor woman who um died and all the fucking armchair detectives were like oh yeah it was around that time um so yeah it got it got postponed um so yeah it comes out this weekend so i think we we could probably review it yeah excellent yeah cool okay so let's get into our main review of the week and that is going to be for renfield directed by chris mckay and starring nicholas holt nicholas cage uh, Aquafina, Ben Schwartz, and the fantastically named Shore Agadashlu, I believe. Um, so this is the story of Dracula's familiar Renfield, played by Nicholas Holt, who has summoned Dracula's powers 
but is feeling underappreciated and uh, uh, learns the power of self-love and also how to um, maybe have a thing with Aquafina, but can't because films are weirdly skittish about interracial romances. That was my one takeaway from this film. Kind of want to see Nicholas Holt and Aquafina fuck. Mm. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I know, but in, in all seriousness, they're like they're painting it out as like they're into each other, and then by the end, they're kind of like walking away, and it's almost like they're just gonna be good friends. And it's just like if that was a white woman, it wouldn't be ending in that way. Yeah, I, I think if that even if that had been a an Asian woman who wasn't Aquafina, Aquafina, I think yeah, that would be the case as well. I think the fact is that people go. Yeah, I just can't see why anyone would. would. <laughs> Which I'm not saying I, I agree with that, but I'm saying that that seems to be what happens with films and Aquafina. Yeah, I don't. She's got some energy about her though. She's like, I'm Fred. Yeah. Posture though. She's what? She's got an energy it, to it, her. She's got a screen presence, but she doesn't have any chemistry with anybody. Like, she's a bit sexless. I think that's because of the posture. Could be. That's a. Looks like she lives under a bridge. She, no, she, 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 fuck me. she looks a little bit like like people who dress up as Halloween as like a, a severed head. Her head is that low down. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, but I but she has a fucking great screen presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, so Renfield. Um, we've we've all been looking forward to it. Um, I'll just start. It's kind of like a starter for ten. I enjoyed it. I almost feel like it was the minimum viable version of what it should have been. Who wants who wants to respond to that? The thing no is, one. I, no think, I think with it, I think it does exactly what it says on the tin. Um, but yeah, it, it does seem a little bit like there is... <laughs> it, there is exactly the amount that there needs to be there to make it okay. Um, there's not a lot of story to it. It, it. it lives and breathes off the fact that the three leads are actually quite charismatic. Well, and it's, yeah, and, and it, it leans heavily on the fact that it's actually quite good fun seeing somebody who looks like Nicholas Hall, like the fucking choir boy, just like violenting on everyone. He 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 plays that kind of role yeah. really yeah. really well. Yeah, but he's really good at the action stuff. Well, if it's him doing any of the fight choreography, but it it's really good. Like it's really well done. Like there's so much violence. The 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 <laughs> the, the, the scene where Ogfrey describes it as you know when people say <laughs> what is it? It's the most disgusting I've ever seen. Yeah. This, this is all of mine for those. It's just glorious cartoon violence. It's, it is, yeah. It's so overblown and ridiculous. A bit where he's dropping past the level that she's on and he just like waves at her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's, everything that is going on is so normal to him yeah. <laughs> that he has become just completely mm-hmm. just desensitised to it. Mm-hmm. That for him, he's just, he's having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> if he was to write in his journal, being his best five days. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it just 
it needed one more of them. I kind of wonder whether, like, they had their budget and it, it was just like, we can really go for broke, but have a limit, like, almost like a limited amount of locations and just mm. have a story that kind of just jumps from place to play, place to place and you're not in there for too long. Yeah. Um, it, it does feel a little bit like they've gone, right, we have two choices. We can either do another one of these set pieces or we can have Nick Cage as Dracula. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or you're not gonna, you're not gonna be able to have as much like fucking CG blood and explosions and stuff on screen. Yeah. Or something like that. And it's um, and it, yeah, I kind of think that was a shame. But at the same time, it feels like there's probably a ceiling for how much this film could be budgeted at and actually make money. Yeah. So and it, the, the problem fair enough. Is it probably was 15 million too much anyway. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah. I mean, hey, it, it debuted to seven in the US. That's not great. It's, you know, when the Pope's Exorcist is doing nine at the same weekend, and this is, I mean, even though this is almost kind of like a little bit of proof of, is, and this, and between this and Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, as much as I love Nicolas Cage, it like, do people, do people actually give a shit about Nicolas Cage? Film fans do. I think um, he spent too long churning out gutter trash um, that the the wider film public are not that interested anymore. It's very much, mm-hmm. uh, he just does weird stuff now. I watched that Mandy, it was really weird. But he does just do weird stuff now. And I, and I, That's I fine. Love that for him. Like, That's... But he's not going to make, he's not going to be a money, he's not going to be a box office draw anymore because he's, his last few have been oddities mm. and I love that I honestly considered watching Willy's Wonderland again last night and I only watched it a couple of months ago I fucking love that you film you love that film don't really you do. yeah, yeah it's great um but it's not it's not a wide appeal movie is it like he's he's probably kiboshed his box office appeal by making stuff he wants to make which which I think is kind of what he, 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 he I think that's been very intentional yeah yeah well, he made a lot of stuff, didn't he, that was money-making stuff mm. for a while. And I feel like he now he doesn't have to. He's making the stuff he wants to make, and that's... Well, his whole, his whole thing was that was thrown at him was, well, you know, he's still got to pay off that tax bill. His whole thing was was the tax bill got paid off a lot of years ago. Yeah, yeah. But then the offers still kept coming, and I thought, hey, why don't you make a load of money? <laughs> nice. And now he's kind of gone, hey... You know, just make a lot of movies. Yeah. You know, he's a guy who loves movies as well. Hasn't he wanted to play Dracula in something very? <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's very much a. It's and the thing is, there was more cage in it than I expected. Yeah. I I'd, I'd heard that there was not a lot of Nick Cage in it, hmm. so I was going in thinking, are we going to get two or three scenes? But he's he's in it quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And he's quite fun. He's so clearly having such a blast as well. Oh, he's having a great time. Yeah. The bit where he's doing some of the cagey bits mm-hmm. um, within it, where he's, I think, where he's like, he's, he's half reformed. The first time we see him after he's been, like, burnt up. Yeah. Oh, fucking makeup's great as well. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's just like, but there, he's very much doing the cage thing yeah. of the no volume control and all over the place and 
kind of he's very much leaning into the vampire's kiss element of it, which which he's come out and said that it's that this and uh, Face Off are the closest he's got to um, our the evolution of what he was doing in Vampire's Kiss. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. It, it. It's fun. It's really, really throwaway. Like uh, Donna wants to see it, and like uh, her parents have, have have just gone away, so like childcare was was an issue. So I think otherwise she would have gone. But you know, it's going to be on VOD in a couple of weeks, most likely, knowing mm. what Universal do these days. And I'm looking forward to watching it again with her at home with some beers. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think I think you'll have a really good time with it even that quickly again yeah yeah no exactly yeah and but that like that that is this film it i don't think it's necessarily 20 past one on a saturday after having just watched another film in the cinema like i did it's a watch it with like with people in the cinema or with beers with your significant other at home kind of a kind of a thing you know um, get some beers yeah 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 yeah, it, it, it's it's one of those, and it's absolutely fine for that. I, like, I feel like it could have been, it could have been more than that if it just had a bit more weight to it. It could have been, but I also feel like I don't think it ever needed to be. No, no, no. I mean, like, yeah, look, it just this this film is almost like an automatic seven out of ten. Mm. It's like it can't go lower than that. Could it go higher? No, it can't. That's I think where I, I'm at with it. I think I messaged you after it and said it's one of the most seven out of ten movies I've ever seen. Yeah. <coughs> but there's nothing. I mean, like, there, there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. I don't. I don't. I don't think that anybody involved in it would say would take that as an offensive. I think they'd be like, yeah, we're alright with that. You know, Ben Schwartz is having, is having a great time, essentially being the Jay Baruchel that people like. Um, <laughs> he was real good in it, actually. It, it, it's like a cartoon. Yeah. And I, li- I really like the fact that it's just a cartoon. That's Well, that's what I was going to say. It's just a real fucking violent cartoon. Like, so many elements of this. Like, it's, he's not a scary Dracula. Huh. A lot of it is, it feels family friendly. And then Nicholas Holt unleashes hell. So it... It is just a violent cartoon, and it's really fucking good fun. It, it, it feels like the sort of movie that that, you, that would have got made and looked. It, it feels almost like traumary at points. <laughs> it's not quite nasty enough yeah. to be trauma, but it, it had that kind of reverence to the violence mm. that sort of the trauma stuff has. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, look, definitely not shit. Definitely not shit. Yeah, had a good sound there. Looking forward to watching it again, uh, and it will be something I'll watch occasionally. I think it is one as well that might be better watching at home. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. It, and and this is going to sound like a criticism, it kind of feels like something that could have been a, like a bigger Netflix film. Yeah, no, I, 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 thoroughly agree with that in a non that's not to downplay the film or anything like that but there will be there will probably be 
better films that go straight to streaming services this year than this, but that doesn't stop this from being decent. It the the like the moment this hits streaming though, it will be like number one on Netflix or whatever. Oh yeah, it's it 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 is it is one of those that people just probably won't go out to the cinema for. But oh, that Nick Cage one where he plays Dracula, yeah, stick that on. Like that's a way easier sell. Okay, so let's move. Oh, the audience poll. Because yes. um, we can still have them, even though we're not technically supposed to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Our audience poll, definitely not shit, 60%. Touching cloth, 20%. And shit, 20%. I'm not surprised that no one voted Geostorm on this. I'm a little bit surprised no one voted Geostorm on that, actually, mm. yeah. But they didn't. So here we are. CS3P Combat Player 1, choose your character Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player 2, choose your character While you're in luck Punter Round 1, fight Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast Featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England, who enjoy their media in very different ways. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I've ever encountered in any film. So join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com, also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just, just getting confirmation. It's just in English. That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, is this on? Okay, so let's get into some what we've been up to. Uh, Bex, why don't you start us off? Well, I've done nothing except for watch films, so... Mm. From our for our for our standard format, our old format, I yeah, it would have been a good week for me. Um, what have I watched? Hang on a sec, let me find my thingy. Watched a few. Uh, so I started watching um last week, but didn't finish it. Managed to finish it this week. Um, Identity, the John Cusack one. Hmm. Yep. <coughs> It's been Mark's been on late this week, so he's um he's been knackered when he's got home and, and gone to bed quite early most nights. So these are all kind of Becky films. Um so yeah, identity is one of those ones that I come back to quite a lot. I love John Cusack. I I, I know he's he's got a bit of a reputation for being a bit dickhead on him, but I, I just love watching him in stuff. Um and it is it is just a really fucking good film. Um really kind of twisty and just fun and well fun fun if you like that kind of film i guess um it's probably more accurate um and then the fucking ending of it when it turns out that actually two of the identities were still alive and one of them's the killer and he kills the other one that's the innocent is just fucking great that creepy fucking kid at the end is is terrifying um so yeah fucking love identity um another very becky film uh, is I, I watched repo the genetic opera 
Nice, how's that? I, I, I have watched this so many times and Isabel came back from uni and Isabel loves it as well. So I'd um, got it all sorted so we could watch it and then she fucking went to bed early. So I just watched it without her. Um, it's, it's just so much fun. And it's like icky and creepy. And I feel like this film came out quite a long time ago. This film came out in 2008. Um, and the idea of like um organs being sold on finance and then repossessed if you didn't pay seemed like such a fucking dystopian impossibility in 2008 and now it's like yeah i could see that happening yeah yeah medical care on finance you get it reversed if uh, if you don't pay i could see that happening in america i could see it fucking happening here if they get their own way and disband the NHS. So Repo Men? No, not Repo Men. Repo the Genetic Opera. Yeah, but Repo Men is an also a thing, isn't it? Uh, Film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I could definitely see it happening. Yeah, it was Bradley. Um, I also watched The Crow. Because, of course, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that, was, that all came about because you complained about it raining. Yeah, and I sent you a gif of the the crow can't rain all the time. Yeah. Yes, it is. And then that, that night you watched the crow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is Michael Wincott the bad guy in that? He is indeed, yeah. Nice. Finally. Yeah. Uh, just setting by at people's eyeballs. But hang on, Bai Ling, is she the, the woman in Crank 2 that calls Jason Statham her shiny lunchbox man? <laughs> yep. Yeah, all right, yeah, very career. But all Byling's career is batch, almost as batshit as she is. Yeah. Sorry, I feel like I railroaded that one. That's <laughs> no, all good. Um, no, it's it's fucking great, is the crow. And as much as I'm not, I'm not gonna sit here and be like, oh, it's a travesty that they're remaking it. But are they actually though? Because they've been remaking it for about oh, 15 yeah, years. That, that thing's I'm wrapped. Is it wrapped? Yeah. Yeah. Skarsgård. at some point. Skarsgård. Mm. Pennywise is in it. It's fucking, yeah, and it's blokey who directed Snow White and the Huntsman did it. And Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, post-production, yeah. That doesn't fill me with... Um, Ghost in the Shell's good. Ghost in the Shell's good. Snow White, though. Yeah, fair enough. Um. So, yeah, so, yeah, watch that. Fucking loved it. Um, uh, me and Isabel watched The Kid Detective because she's got a thing for a Brody. Yep. So I was like, have you seen a little film called The Kid Detective? And she's like, no, no, I have not. But she fell asleep before the fucking devastating ending. Like, that that film is so much darker than you anticipate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're floating along going, oh, what's happening? What's happening? What? Oh, it's a whimsical <laughs> film about a guy that used to be like a detective when he was a kid and now he's a bit shit at it, blah, 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 blah. Oh. So, yeah. Um, and then I watched Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Hell yeah. Um, real fucking great. Um, the... The, the like S 
escalation from one to two when you watch them like back to back like that is just like on on like a scale level and what it's kind of trying to do like the threads it's trying to pull together um is you know it's 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 quite impressive and um she's such a charismatic screen presence um jessica roth yep um wish she was in more wish it i mean that 80s musical one was possibly not a lot to follow this up mm. with i totally disagree <laughs> um <coughs> but yeah really good hope they don't make another one. Oh, i ought to do go up by all the day they, no. yeah they want to do happy freaky day mm. oh. i don't know i feel like i wasn't convinced by freaky i was going to watch that as a follow-up to watching the happy death day movie i quite enjoyed freaky i just don't know how on board i am with what's his face try to do like the vocal mannerisms and like physical teenage that's the one it's fun though is it yeah so yeah but yeah, well, I need to give it a It's better than we me. have a ghost. Sorry. <laughs> Half one of the movies that we have a ghost is made up of is a good movie. It's just the other one has that man, what the white noise man in it. The man that you can't remember his name. Yeah. That film was over two hours long. It was long. It's because it was too fast, <sighs> Ian. Jesus. Mm. That, I, 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 I'm glad I didn't watch that. I shot. I, I, I. You know, I shouldn't criticise having such good value. That was two films in one. <laughs> I should be, yeah, I should be more grateful. Too fair. Hmm. Yeah, and that's me. I haven't read anything. I haven't played anything. So you you haven't picked up Resident Evil 4 for the dirty PlayStation 4, have you not? No. No, I need to finish um, Last of Us 2 first. And I've got to the mm. point I got to last time, which is where you basically play the same bit over and over and over and over and over again, which I spoke about on the podcast before. Yeah. And I just, I have no motivation to go back to it and slog through the rest of that segment of the game. It it just, it Ooh. killed it off for me last time. And it, it seems like it has the game. Like, I'll do it. Well, probably when we get back from holiday. Um, but... Um, it's just, re- just real over it. <laughs> that just reminded me. Um, oh shit, my Skype. Uh, oh god, my Audacity just stopped recording. Fuck, I don't know what happened there. Um, the the Skype is recording as a backup. It's okay. Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to put the two together again. Um, all right, sorry. Um, oh, fuck, it looks like that stopped a while back as well. You guys still there? Still yeah. here, yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the Skype recording is still recording. I'm just going to have to use that, okay? Um, yeah. So, Mark, don't worry about sending the file. What I was going to say, Bex, um, I think this is still on sale on PlayStation Store. Alan Wake? Oh, is that... Hang on. That have one... you heard of Alan Wake? Yeah, I feel like I have. Hang on a second. Is that the one... People are all like, oh, it's real Twin Peaks, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, he talks about Stephen King quite a bit in the game, if memory serves. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, I think it's, like, £11 or something on PlayStation Network at the moment. You, 
I think you should give that a crack. It's a remastered version. So it came out on the Xbox 360, and mm. I, I I played it on the Xbox, like, but the Xbox 360 version. Um, and it, it like had a good time with it. And I downloaded the um this this remastered version, and it, it looks really good. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure it's PS4. It's not just PS5. Um, but I yeah, I think you would dig that. Um, okay yeah yeah uh but anyway yeah there you go but uh resident evil 4 just wait until you get a playstation 5 you'll appreciate it better actually applying the index <coughs> yeah i mean i've got some stuff i want to play through before i play resident evil 4 specifically the first three <laughs> um again before before i play the new one so by that time we'll probably be in silent hill territory anyway won't we mm-hmm. i think that's this year silent hill so, mm. yeah mm. yeah Okay, cool. Sorry, carry on. Uh, oh, no, that, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Mark? Um, I've only got a, f- <laughs> a few this week. I've had a bit of a quiet week with being not particularly well. And, um, oh, hang on, I watched another one. Uh, Love and Monsters. Because I watched most of that with you, and then oh, watched the end of it without you. Good movie. It's fucking great. It is a fun movie, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it's really... It was like on in the background while I was doing something else. I think you were gaming. Yeah, I was, but now I think I was watching. I ended up watching the movie more than I was actually concentrating <laughs> on the game that I was playing. Yeah. Yeah. Were well, you playing football? And then I watched the rest of it. Yeah, but I kind of just had it on, and when I was actually watching the movie and realised that I just hadn't actually clicked along anything for ages because <laughs> I was just too busy watching the movie. Yeah. Mm. It's honestly so much better a film than a film based on that premise should be mm. but i think it, it all rocks on the fact that dylan o'brien is a really he's a really good screen presence yeah yeah he really <coughs> is yeah he's um he just needs to be in everything he, he very much is like the uh like the jesse eisenberg michael sarah that you want to succeed <laughs> yeah, the Jesse Eisenberg, Michael Sarah that you wouldn't mind leaving your child alone with. Yeah, that you that you'd be like, like yeah, I I I hope you as well. Not the yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I'm glad you failed. <laughs> but yeah, and I and, and I think a central part of why this film succeeds so well is the dog element of it. Like his relation, because if it had just been him just wandering along on his own, talking to himself or whatever, yeah. narrating it, it would have been real boring. But because he's got the fucking dog to talk to and he talks to it like it's a person, like he expects it to respond, like it's just really well done. It's really, it makes a film that's about giant bugs that want to kill you feel realistic because yeah. that's what you would do if you were walking along with a dog. You'd have a conversation yeah. with it and mentally complete it their half. Yeah. It's it's just real relatable in a really unrelatable concept of a movie. Yeah. See? Yeah, nice. That, that actually was me. No, sorry. Um, I am going to dip off for five, ten minutes to start dinner. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. I'll be back. Yeah. Uh, so I, I've only got a couple. Well, I think um, Little Monsters there. Um, I rewatched Tank Girl. Um, great yeah because of course I did uh-huh. uh, Tank Girl is absolutely bonkers like 
a lot of the times you have these films that are that kind of become like cult following films and then we actually go back and look at them you'll watch them you'll be like very much like right no the majority of it is quite bland um and there's like there's essentially there's a trailer's worth of zaniness nope this is zany all the way through laurie petty is just in this fucking weird like hyperactive zone um throughout the entire film where it's really quite compelling to watch but then you've also got iced tea as like a fucking weird like ex-police officer that's now been turned into some form of like kangaroo man (laughs) yep it's yeah but i don't know I, i i do find it quite watchable um and quite like fun to be a part of um the fact that yeah that, that Laurie Petty was doing this at the time and you've got Naomi Watts is in it and Malcolm McDowell of course Malcolm McDowell's in it but it, it's the math is it's definitely a world that has been created um by uh, Rachel Tuller um it, it is like basically 80 percent um Laurie Petty just wind up and watch a go 15% production design and 5% shit we better write a story um but I can see why it made no money I think it, it is a perfect encapsulation of sort of mid 90s it makes perfect sense that it came out there but you could also see it of happening at any other point there's like a random cure in between, but I, I, I actually had a really good time rewatching it. Fair play. Okay. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like 100 minutes before credits. Okay. And, yeah, that's quick. And then, right. So I posited something, I think, on the last podcast um, where I, I was basically saying that, um, that, like, Films like Tetris and uh, the Blackberry movie and Air and these movies are basically like our generation. Um, they're our generation's version of dad movies. They're our they're our war movies. Um, it, so what was like our parents and the parents before that? It's their westerns. That that's what these are now. They're real like their 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 father's day fucking 4k copies <laughs> you know of the movies and i think there's a i think i possibly have discovered what might be like the ground zero of them not the first one the absolute fucking first one but the first one that nailed it that got it all fucking right and it's moneyball <laughs> yeah Oh God, yeah, that is yeah, massive dad movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, but it's like a like my dad probably wouldn't get on that well with Moneyball, but but I fucking love Moneyball. <laughs> so, oh God, this really thematically links into one of my watches this week. Well, Carry on talking. One. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, okay. So, 
Yeah, so I rewatched Moneyball, and I, I mean, I, I adore Moneyball. I find it such a, a watchable movie, I and mean, I've read the, um, the book, uh, as well, and I've read a few of the books that are around it. So like the, um, like the the, the, the Billy Bean book that that he wrote about it, um, and the, um, ah, oh, fucking hell, the. There's another there's another couple of books that are very strongly linked to it. I can't remember what they're called now. Uh, but I read those around the sort of same time. And it's it, it is just such a a well-made, a well-written and well thought out piece of kind of like of taking like <sighs> baseball's this weird thing. Uh, baseball's popular in a very small it, it it's it referred to as like America's pastime, but it's basically popular in America and a couple of Asian countries, and that is it. Nobody else gives a shit. So I was watching part of this at, at work on my lunch break, and um, a guy I work, I work with came in and kind of like, cause it, it's a running joke that Mark always watches movies in his lunch break. Um, and he came through and was walking through where uh, our staff canteen is and said, oh, what are you watching today? And I said, Moneyball. And he was like, oh, what's that? Um, and I, I explained it sort of briefly. And we got to talk about baseball or something like that, like roughly talking about baseball. And I explained that, um, you know, that, that, that they play literally over 100 games of baseball in a season. And he was like, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's bonkers. And it's just, it's this weird thing of where thematically baseball is actually quite a thematic sport. You know, there's been some good movies made around baseball. Whereas something like, and it, it's possibly because it's not that thematic a game on a game-by-game basis. Whereas other sports can be. Um, but it's just the, it's the geeky, static, static kind of mathematician uh, elements to it. Of the, <coughs> like these guys were the, the ones who went, fuck it, let's do something different. And it's you get to go on that journey and see the the ideas, the formations of this is how we applied this. And, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the ideas have now started creeping into into other sports. Um, chiefly, you know, football uses it a lot now. There's, there's certain teams that have heavily leaned into the idea of... Um, of, of, of stats and, and mathematics into things, and there's certain teams that that that, that haven't that still prefer to do things in, um, uh, what what is considered the traditional way. Um, and a lot of this, a lot of like the stats and bits like that. Um, I remember reading it in one of the books where it was saying that actually the actual the actuality of this, not a lot of it is actually as new as you think. It's just some fuckers given it a name. <laughs> And written mm. it down. And that is the only difference between this is what coaches were discussing years ago. It's just somebody has formulated it. And that's the difference. But yeah, it's an incredibly watchable movie. It's fun how much chemistry um Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill have together. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um within it. There, you know, um, I mean Brad Pitt is an absolute he is in full charm offensive mode in this movie and Jonah Hill is still playing the he's I don't I don't think Jonah Hill could do this now 
I think he's become a little bit too much, too impressed with being Jonah Hill. Yeah. Yeah. That 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 god awful thing that he did for Netflix this year. Yeah, I mean, God, he's. It's interesting, isn't it? It's like he had the whole phase with like Moneyball and War for Wall Street, where it was like, right, is he just going to be a serious actor now? You know, it's like he decides not to do the 23 Jump Street Men in Black crossover thing because it's like he just wants to be serious. And now it's yeah. like he's this re- like star who doesn't want to be a star. But but it, it, it's very much like, are you a star that doesn't want to be a star because you've kind of, you've got a lot of money anyway? Yeah, yeah. And it... it it, it, like, it, it, it's it's a little bit like I hate I don't want to constantly be harassed, but look at the cool new fucking kicks I'm wearing. Yeah, but also now with the way that his career has gone over the last few years, no fucker's going to harass him unless he suddenly puts on a bunch of weight or suddenly loses loads of weight. Because that's all you hear about with Jonah Hill these days is look how great he's looking or look how he's let himself go. It's never anything about the film. It's like, don't look up. He's in, you know, he's in that. And it's just like, no one cares about him in that film. If oh. if anything, it's just like, oh, it's just Jonah Hill playing a Jonah Hill character. You know, it, it, it's, I, I, I feel like he's fucked it. And like you people felt like it was going to be like some sort of grand statement. But instead, it was just a film that came out the last week of January on Netflix. Yeah. I watched and couldn't even remember what it was called. No, yeah, exactly. I only watched watched that a couple of months ago. Exactly. And it's like I made a commitment to myself to not just not just watch shit because I want to talk about shit on the show. And that's a prime one where I would have watched that a couple of years back. And would have just been like, yeah, no, 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 two out, two and a half out of five. Well done. <coughs> yep. And you, that, you absolutely a hundred percent do not need to see that movie. No, exactly. You know, and it, and and but bless you, you have your lunch breaks. Like you will sit there and watch a film. If I if I still had a lunch break when I was in an office, like canteen for an hour, I'd stick a film on. You know what I mean? So, but it's like I don't. So I don't. Um, and yeah, I, just Jonah Hill. What, what are you doing, mate? Like, it, it, you know, just pick a lane. That's it. it. It seems like he doesn't want to work with the guys he used to work with anymore. Uh, but he also none of the directors that he thought would be calling are calling. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that I, that was that was you, Mark. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay, so um, yeah, kind of leading on from uh, Moneyball. So uh, Blank Check have been doing a marathon on Danny Boyle, and yesterday they were covering something, and I got about halfway through the episode. I was like, "Fuck, I need, I just need to watch this film again." So Ooh, I, I watched well, it last night. So the second part of what Blank Check called the Aaron Sorkin Girl Dad Trilogy um, of Moneyball ending with Molly's Game, but yep. you've got Steve Jobs in the middle. Yeah. Right. Steve 
seriously, if it wasn't for the fact that like Sunshine is just one of the two uh, favorite films of all time for me, Steve Jobs would be my favorite Danny Boyle film by like a country mile. I I need to rewatch Steve Jobs because I really liked it. But I've only watched it twice, and I just feel like I kind of should rewatch it again because I remember really enjoying my time with it both times. It's, th- those two hours fucking melt away. Yeah. It is bizarre that that film is two hours long. Um, it's so entertaining, and it, it, it's interesting as well because like last year I listened to the audiobook of the steve jobs biography that um this is based on as such mm. um but it you know that that biography is quite a route route to top of tree kind of like life of steve jobs and obviously the film's not but there 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 are little bits in there that yeah yeah okay they pulled that from like they've pulled that from the biography you can you can see that but it's really not a a traditional interpretation of a biography at all you know um it's like literally the one sticking point i have with it is that the transition at the end of the second act going into the third act is soundtracked by the libertines don't look back into the sun which is not a song from 1998 at all and i may maybe there's something in the lyrics but why out of all the songs in the world have you gone with one of the libertine songs it just feels odd to me but that's such a me criticism that and it's because i'm almost like trying like reaching for things um the 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 way that like the first act is shot on 16 millimeter the second on 35 and the third in digital um the score is different for each section kind of mirror like more like trying to mirror scores of the the times in in in, in it's depicting um you know there's like just mad non-diegetic moments where there's a bit where like Steve Jobs in the first section is uh, talking to Jeff Daniels about what bit of a Dylan song he's going to quote. Yeah. And they just project the words on the wall. Um, Ooh, I could download this and watch this on the plane. It, it, I, yeah, I, I feel like this is a good appropriate watch on an iPad film. And the mm. thing is, the, the version on, on iTunes is HD. It's not 4K. Yeah. So you're not going to like necessarily lose as much. That's it. I just looked at it and thought, ah, but it is it's just HD, not 4K. And I looked at it and went, ah, yeah, but it's, yeah, so it'd be HD if I bought it anyway. So yeah, I might, I might do that, actually. Yeah. It's, it's an absolute fucking banger of a film. And his relationship with his daughter through it, the way that it transitions, and, you know, it's obviously bullshit. But the kind of the moment in the first act where he's like, fuck it. Yeah. All right. Fine. She's my kid. I'm going to invest in her. It it, it just it's great. It's it's great. Um, and I, I I think I'm a better dad than Steve Jobs, which is nice. <laughs> I'd say so, so yeah. it's also reassuring. 
Um, yeah, it, it, absolute banger. If you know, obviously, let's let's talk about it more. Assuming you get it watched while you're away. So yeah, brilliant. I mean, I think, uh, that 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 seems like a good one that I can watch either on the plane or just kind of like fucking chilling one morning before Bexley got up. Nice, nice. Uh, so got a couple other films to speak on, but I'm I'm gonna uh, change tack slightly. So Donna and I watched an entire season of uh, of a TV show last week. Um, oh, nice. So eight episodes uh show on amazon prime class of 07 so this is an australian comedy uh the lead of which is emily browning oh yeah uh, so um you know haven't seen her in much lately and she she is an aussie mm. um so this is the probably most famous for being like bless her the lead girl in sucker punch yeah which like where she was probably on for bigger things and then was the lead in sucker punch um but she plays uh one of a uh class of girls who uh are coming together for a reunion she's not coming together for it though she doesn't want to go to the reunion and the reason why she's going is to say essentially warn people of an implant impending climate catastrophe where the boarding school they they were at and they're, they're going back to is very, very high up. And basically there's cataclysmic flooding and they're all just like fending for themselves in this school with just water all around them. And it's a comedy. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, it's um, uh, uh, the, the leads are her and. Um, the girl who played Susan Kennedy and Carl Kennedy's adopted daughter, whose name I believe was Saskia in Neighbours, um, who as soon as Donna said that to me, I was like, fucking hell. Yeah, it is. Um, so if you if you know your Sue and Carl history from Neighbours, you'll know who I'm talking about. She hasn't aged a day, basically. Um, well, <laughs> she doesn't look like a 15 year old, but she doesn't she doesn't look like it's like 20 years after um and um it's i found it very funny very charming it's just all these boarding school relationships like bubbling up to the surface again um and there's there's a girl in it that they just call forgettable laura um, (laughs) who there's a fucking there's a brilliant bit where there's a a great episode where they're like right how do we make electricity and she's constantly just trying to say well you know i might have some expertise shut up laura you know and like nobody asked you and it turns out she's electrical (coughs) um and it's just like stupid shit like that um it's eight half hour episodes we got through it in in the course of like two or three nights it's very charming um you know they've they've got some good character arcs in it as well um like the the girl from neighbors like she's got a really good full start to finish arc in in this season of tv uh they haven't had a second season greenlit yet as far as i can tell um but i i i would watch another one um and it it ends in a it ends in a potentially promising way as well where it's like other people have survived but it's almost like other the other people have like devolved into kind of like mad max-esque things where there's like you don't see them but they're described as like scuba bros who oh, fucking l- hell. <laughs> yeah like 
dick like dickheads pre-apocalypse but now they're lording it over people because they can like go down and like like find things from like the the like now what is like the under the sea houses and things like that so they're lording it over people and that just sounds like it could be a really fun season two but it also sounds like it could be a much more expensive season two so who knows if if that ever happens but yeah class of 07 i i enjoyed it it was a good couple of nights of uh of watching um so um also the 4dx film that i went to see uh took lottie to see mario again um i was on second watch so and how was it on 4dx yeah so that that that's the real question the only way I like I would have seen this again in the cinema was like if it was something like 4DX. And my word is that thing going for it. Um it's the Mario Kart sequence. Your chair is just moving all over the fucking place. <laughs> it's it yeah, it's something. Um yeah it just there's it's, there's constantly something happening with your chair in that film and it added to it it it, it did because you know parts of that film are like a theme park ride yeah um and hey look i mean maybe it was because of that but i i enjoyed it perfectly fine you know it is mass market <laughs> offending no one kind of lowest common denominator stuff but, but it is a Mario movie. But yeah, it's the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah. You know, like it's honestly, I know I mentioned it last week, but the score is really wonderful. The the, the way it incorporates all all the themes. It's 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 lovely. Um and yeah, it, it just it god it's just really pacey as well. It's it's very, very quick. I wasn't bored at all. And well, I only watched I, I, it last I, I, week. Yeah. I could see it being a good a, a good rewatch. It just like there's plenty going on in it. There's enough to keep you entertained. Like you get a little bit if you're getting a little bit tired of Mario and Peach chatting. Oh, don't worry about it. Jack Black's gonna be along in a minute. Mm-hmm. So you know it gets it gets by on that as well. So yeah, look, Super Mario Brothers movie. I enjoyed it more the second time round, but maybe it's the 4DX talking. That which is fair. Yeah. So, before Renfield, I uh, saw something else in the cinema. So, uh, this is, uh, and, and my last thing for the week, is Suzumi. So, this is new anime directed by Makato Shinkai, uh, director of Weathering With You, which I still haven't seen, fuck's sake, uh, but also Your Name, which was in my top 10 films of the year in the year it came out. Uh, yeah. over here so maybe like 20 2016 it came out apparently so i probably talked about it in 2017 um so uh suzumi um i wonder what imdb says is the plot a modern action adventure road story where a 17 year old girl named suzumi helps a mysterious young man close doors from the other side that are releasing disasters all over in japan so yeah, basically, you got this girl. Uh, she lost her mum when she was uh, younger and uh, she's living with her aunt. She's riding a bike to school one day when she sees a rather beautiful boy. And she actually says beautiful. 
and he says, excuse me, have you seen a door around here at all? She's like, no, no, I haven't. Uh, oh, hang on a second. Well, there's an abandoned village over there. Maybe it's that. He's like, OK, thanks very much. I'm paraphrasing. Mm. She rides off and she's like, actually, I'm going to follow him. So uh, she follows him. And then in this abandoned village, there is this door. And she opens the door and there's just this like different landscape with like this purple pinky sky. Um, She walks through it, but then she just kind of walks through the door and she's it's still in the real world. Like she sees it but as soon as she walks through, she's in the real world still. And then she picks up this like stone cat thing. And it turns into a real cat and then fucks off. <laughs> And she's like, what the what the shit was that about? And like runs off. Um, And then uh, I'm not I'm not going to go so slowly through the plot like this. So then she's in school and then she sees this big fucking worm thing in the sky. She's like, what's that? And then earthquake starts happening. And then everybody's getting earthquake alerts. But she's the only one who can see the thing in the sky. So then she goes back there. And what she see the boy. Like that, all this like wormy shit coming out of this door, and the boy like pushing it back, like trying to close this door, and then she helps him, and then um she uh he gets hurt in the process. She takes him back to his house to like fix him up, and then <coughs> it gets weird. It wasn't weird <laughs> enough already. So then the cat that ran off. And there's an aspect of this that's in the trailer. I don't think I'm particularly spoiling anything. It's like the first 20 minutes. The cat that's in the trailer is at her windowsill. And she's like, oh, you're you're cute, you know. And then the cat set, like starts talking. It's like, you're Suzumi. You're nice. And then the guy is like, what the fuck's this cat doing? And the cat's like, you're in the way. Then what does the cat do? The cat basically yeah. more like turns the lad into a chair for it yeah? to sit on so yeah at one point she does All sit right. on it. it's filthy um, it. <laughs> so but like really quietly so it's very funny um so but she had this she has this chair and it was a, a chair from her childhood it's like a little kid's chair and it's missing a leg right and this cat puts this guy in this chair. So now you've got this chair that's got these two holes in it that are like eyes just chatting to Suzumi and then runs after the cat. And there's just this fucking fantastic animation of this chair's chair chasing this cat. His legs just flopping all over the fucking place. And it's brilliant. So I'm this... 20 minutes in. I'm just like, this is the film of the fucking century. <laughs> it sounds fucking brilliant. Right. <laughs> it's... So right, so the rest of it goes on. And Suzumi has to team up with the hot boy who's been turned into a child's chair. chair. <laughs> to basically go on like this journey through Japan, shutting these doors while this cunt of a cat is like that it is like going on the news for being just this random cat who people fucking love and it's it's like walking along this fucking massive bridge really high up and these news reports are like this cat's fucking brilliant <laughs> but this cat every single time it it turns up 
And it's just like, you're all going to die. I just opened this door. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Just this brilliant fucking dickhead cat. And this chair is just so pissed off with the cat. It's constantly running after it whenever he sees it. It's great. Um, So some other stuff happens in the film. And the second half kind of uh, changes tack somewhat. Um, It becomes... Like, like more okay there's some world shattering events but there's also a chair ca- chasing after a cat it gets more serious than that and it, it basically turns into suzumi going through japan and um having kind of encounters with people and like you know nice people and uh the, uh, people who are wanting to help her and whatnot and then every like 20 minutes or so you get like an action sequence where she's trying to close this door and the cat's being a cunt and it does all sorts of different things to try and stop her um and then it kind of changes tack again and that's where i lost the thread a little bit because another cat comes into it it's a big black cat this time round, and it's a god and I, I then i didn't really know what was happening uh i just i was paying attention believe me because i was entertained as fuck and i just slightly lost the thread of some of the things that were happening but suzumi great protagonist good kid like her hope she does well in life cat brilliant cunt then turns into not so much much of a cunt, and then I didn't really know what I was supposed to think about the cat. Um, but while he's a cunt, he's brilliant. Absolute brilliant little dickhead. Um, and uh, gorgeous animation. Uh, but yeah, I just by, by the end, it had slightly lost its way for me. Um, but honestly when that guy got turned into a chair because i hadn't seen the trailer for it i like all i knew is new film from the guy who did your name so when he turned into a chair i was just like yeah this is the best thing i've ever seen yeah that, I'll, I'll be honest this is this is shooting up my yeah i want to watch that list it's it, it like and don't get me wrong it's really really good all the way through but just the sheer setup of the story is so fucking bananas that yeah, uh, it, it, but like I say, it's it's in the trailer, so it's not like they're keeping it a secret. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's um, it, cracking. Your name still my favorite. I need I need to catch up with Weathering with you. But yeah, Makato Shinkai, he's 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 fucking good. He knows what he's doing. Nice. And uh, that will do it for me. So, what have we got in terms of questions this week, Mark? So Rick Kidd, uh, with Renfield, the supporting character being given the spotlight in Renfield, what other supporting characters do you want to see get the spotlight in their own film? Uh, the dog in Once Upon a Time in uh, Hollywood. I want to know what it gets up to while Brad Pitt's away. <laughs> I bet it stays with somebody really cool. <laughs> I think it just has adventures while yeah. the like the dog sitter's not looking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, Barry from uh, High Delhi. Good. Cool. I I I'd watch a uh, a movie of just like like what happened with his band. Bex Bex can't actually give an answer because because her alarm's going off to say that <laughs> that she needs to put something else in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> She's just run out of the room holding a phone up at me with an alarm going off. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Um, 
this is we're not being rude we literally um fly out we literally set off to go on holiday in around well it's currently eight o'clock here and we set off um at like three in the morning so we're having to rush dinner whereas usually we just fucking wait and then do dinner afterwards mm-hmm. um not rush not rush is the wrong phrase of time and we're not rushing through this or anything like that um Craig Dawson says, with Becky now agreeing with Mark and Ian that Chris Pine is the best Chris, which actors uh, have those two turned around on after previously not being fans of? So which actors have we turned around on after not being a fan of? My oh, big one shit. Yeah, is, go on. My big one's Melissa McCarthy. Mm. Um, before, um, I would say <coughs> Spy, maybe? I thought she was very much just female Kevin James and she was just a collection of fat woman fall down gags. Um, and yeah, I've completely gone a 180 with her. I'm going to say it. Go on. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, really? Yeah, she's, she's good. She's all right. I, you know... Yeah. Um, Legally Blonde, good film. I think Reese Witherspoon, I think all the Reese Witherspoon is is good. I think new Reese Witherspoon is a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, you know, this is the thing. Like, kind of like the Hollywood stories heard about her in the past. I can't say I particularly like her from that angle, but Mm. I can see why she's a fucking movie star. Oh, yeah. I, you know, absolutely respect that. So, yeah, yeah, Reese Witherspoon. I've kind of changed my mind over the last few years. Uh, we've got one more. Uh, Dylan Black Lantern says, with a string of recent misses, is there a way that Marvel can ever claw its way back to being interesting again? Or do you think now it's just a slow death for the franchise from here on out? Uh, do I think it can claw its way back? Yes. Do I think it will do what it needs to claw its way back? Probably not, no. Because with the TV shows and bits like that, what it's trying to do is it it's trying to massively have its cake and eat it. But it's also trying to get you to buy its cake and its cake bars at every supermarket and also go to its theme restaurants and everything tastes the same and everything's brilliant. But you have to have tried this to try this, try this, try this. It's like, it's just, no. People, they've they've flown too close to the sun and it's going to really set them on fire in the next couple of movies. Yeah, I <laughs> it, it's... It, <coughs> I, I I think they've they banked too much on the people who also watch the TV series, and there 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 are there are definitely people who will, but not the amount that's ever going to make it let them make Endgame money again. No, um, yeah, they fucked with the formula. They got greedy and fucked with the formula. There's. There's some kind of like general scuttlebutt that it kind of feels like our video game's going to be the next Marvel, like in in terms of like like IP to mine and make money from. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a little bit more open to that just because you know they're not just they're not all going to come from one studio. 
it's not mm. like you've got video games inc you know so it's like there's good that like if that happens there'll be different voices there'll be very very much different genres yeah you know and it, it I, so we I, do I, a fucking streets of rage or a double dragon movie yeah, I mean, you can see it coming. Like Street Fighter, like they announced last week, a Street Fighter live action film's coming again at some point. Mm. Um, you know, like Mortal Kombat came out. It, it, like that's the thing. There's so many different genres that you could do video game films from. Now, would I rather that original films like come out instead? Yeah, of course I would. But I, you know, I'm kind of just glad that after the last few years that films are still in cinemas. <laughs> So I'm still a little bit in I'll take what I can get kind of mode. Um, but yeah, I, I I would like I would like a reconfiguration. Um, you know, James Gunn talking about how like Frank Grillo's just been cast as someone in the uh, Suicide Squad TV show or not Suicide Squad, but like pre Suicide Squad or something. And he said and he'll be playing that character in films and games and whatnot as well. Yeah, and it, you know, it, it's interesting. I'll get a little bit tangenty for just a second. So last week they announced the delay to the new Suicide Squad game, right? Mm. So it's from this studio, Rocksteady. Their last game, they they were responsible for the Arkham trilogy of games. Yeah, their last game was the last Arkham game, Arkham Knight. That was 2015. It would be nearly nine years between then and this new game coming out and that like there's a lot of controversy over the new game because it basically seems like it's going to be a what's termed as a live service game where it's not just a single player story start to end they're constantly trying to keep you hooked in with new challenges and new skins and buy this buy that but we're gonna have new content blah 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 blah. yeah and people have reacted when you buy it you don't buy the entire game you buy access to the game and you have to continue buying the game yeah 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 exactly yeah 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 exactly uh but they'll still charge you like 70 dollars for, for it in the first place yeah. um and it, that's had a lot of controversy but the, the the point i'm trying to say that where james gunn's like oh you know and we want the games to factor in with this kind of stuff as well right that game will have taken about nine years to be developed so even if james gunn said right now okay we want a game realistically you're not going to get that for at least four or five years and in the suicide squad case nine years given how life moves quite fast with this kind of stuff where is it even going to be in four or five years you can't make a you can't make transmedia stuff that fit like fits in with this the the closest that has happened is disney with the mcu but now it's people are losing interest in the films losing interest in the tv shows you've got the john jonathan majors controversy and you know it it just it's a miracle that they've been able to get what they what they were able to get you know like it, it but obviously it's shareholder value in a capitalist society so it's like you constantly gotta go more 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 but when yep. does that stop that's it it's <clears throat> they'll be they'll they'll be at some point they'll they'll have to try and turn the ship around around on it i, I think i, I think the one question. yeah I, I think the big the big one's gonna be how the marvels performs when that when or if that underperforms that is when they'll have to have conversations where they'll start where it'll be well 
what, why did this underperform so badly? And it, you know, that it will start to come up as people didn't watch the TV show. But it's like how, do, like it's turning that tanker around. At this point, I think they fucked it. Well, that's it. it it's they've, they've then got to go right. We need to we need to just basically slow on the TV shows or have the TV shows be curos rather than part of canon. Mm. Yeah, yeah I mean, like what if as a as yeah. a TV show, fine. Because it's alternate timelines. Yeah. But having it so that you have to do fucking homework to see a movie, no, thank you. Mm. I don't want uh, to. Yeah. And and you know this this is this is kind of being borne out. You know, uh, it, it Secret Invasion will be interesting because that is just very starry mm. as much as anything else. Like that cast is kind of insane for a TV show. Yeah. Um. And and you know that may get people in, but then you know that that's probably leading to, I think at the second New Avengers is that Secret Wars. I think so, yeah. Which Secret Invasion is going to lead into, but then that's not for another couple of years. And you got the Kang Dynasty before that, but then it's is Jonathan Majors even going to be in these fucking films? Yeah, it, it's shit changes so quickly these days that having these plans that are like five six years in the future even though then again i say these days you look at dc back when they do you remember when they announced all the stuff around like the snyder uh, snyderverse where it's like we're gonna have a cyborg film yeah you know like in 2018 i think it was we're gonna have the flash film like years ago and now you've got this flash film that's coming out that's apparently really really fucking good and it may not really lead to anything. Yep. Yeah. In answer to the question, yeah, I don't think there's anything Marvel can do, and they should probably be thankful that they managed to do what they have been able to do. But the the, the movie that we started talking about the start of the show, Redfield, was part of that that new idea of them doing the new Monsters movies. Oh, God, yeah, that's right. Yeah. All those years ago. Fuck you, Tom Cruise. I don't mean it. I think you can say fuck you, Tom, Tom Cruise, for the mummy. Yeah, but I feel like you might hear me and then you won't let me see any more Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, just edge bets. Just play nice. Uh, in answer to the other question, Go the rock monster and the dude with the racing snail out of Never Ending Story, I want to see like a buddy comedy with them too. Nice, that's a great answer. Fair play. <laughs> yeah, Marvel, fucked it. I'm, I'm so angry with them as well because they had such a good thing going <coughs> and they've just absolutely fucked it. It feels like no planning has gone into this phase whatsoever, whereas everything else felt meticulously planned out. Yeah. And yep. I'd say I'm two movies behind now and I'm not that bothered. One Same. of them's on fucking Disney Plus. I can't bring myself to And the other one will be on Disney Plus in not Six. too long. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm stunned Ant Man's not already. I thought yeah. they would have stuck that up for it. Um, yeah. Fucking Easter. Um, Easter. Yeah. I thought they would have done, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um that that it for questions? Yeah, that's it for questions. Yeah. Okay. So coming up on next week's show. Uh so we'll 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 be late posting it. Um we're record so we're recording on Monday the seventeenth. We're now not recording again until Wednesday the twenty sixth. Yep. Um, but 
whenever we do, we do come back, it will be Evil Dead Rise. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll cover Missing. Yay. Uh, and are we going to do Ghosted? Yeah. TV on Friday? Yeah. Yeah, I can do that. There we go. So we'll be back with a triple banger. I'll maybe purposefully not watch too much aside from that, because I've got a feeling Mark's probably going to get through like 25 films over the next week. <laughs> probably. Um, I've got all the but... Fear Street movies downloaded from the plane. So excited. Oh, OK, well, they, there you go then. And Bex. So, yeah, maybe I'll just like, yeah, maybe I'll just not watch anything. Maybe, oh, no, but maybe. that'll be all I watch, apart from the ones <coughs> that we do in. Yeah. There'll be a lot of a lot of book chat next week. Yeah. I love to read on holiday. Sun lounger, book. I feel oh, like I might just uh, immerse myself in a game for the next week in a bit. Do it. Well, I'm taking three books with me as well. Oh, my God, and you can't even read. I, I can make up the, what happens. Nearly yeah. spat my beer out on my MacBook then. Well done, Bex. Um, <laughs> very, very quick. Um, it's a it's a, it's a long running joke actually. Yeah, yeah, that was good. It was, just, it was really quick. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, there we are. So we'll we'll be back in a bit. Um, Mark and Becky have got the airport tonight. Mark, best of luck in the airport. <laughs> Thank you very much. Becky, best of luck dealing with Mark in the air. <laughs> He's just really looking forward to getting breakfast once we get like through security. So I'm just gonna keep reminding him about breakfast. What no, what what I'm gonna need, what I'm gonna need is when I wake up at about seven tomorrow morning, is a picture of pints. <laughs> oh, we don't do that, do we? I think we can maybe do one. Yeah. I reckon we can. Yeah, I can okay. Bit of a pre-departure pot, uh, pint. If you've got a shuttle bus on the on, on the other end, you don't have to worry. We do. We, we yeah. You won't, you won't, you won't have to. I won't have to cook, and you won't have to drive. I cook week. as well, you know. I mean, all right. We're gonna pretend to the people that you cook. I do. That's fucking unfair. When was the last time you cooked a meal, Mark? I, I, when was the last time I wasn't on a night or a late? Mm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Mark, uh, other than when you were on nights or a late, when was the last time you cooked a meal? Probably the last time I was on night or late. <laughs> All right. We're going to leave that one there. <laughs> I remain unconvinced. Right. Okay. So Mark right. and Becky are going abroad for the first time since I've fucking known them. <laughs> and uh, wishing them all the best. Have a great time, guys. Thanks. Cheers, love. I want to go check my bag for the 20th time to make sure the passports are still in there. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, Donna and I, uh, Donna does dematerialization checks quite a lot. It's <laughs> worth oh shit, my alarm's going off again. Love you, bye. All right, cheers, Bex. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.